0: This morning scripture reading is from the Gospel of Luke. It is not uncommon on the first Sunday of Advent, the, the first Sunday of the new church year, that we will encounter some very strange gospel readings. Sometimes they tell of floods or signs of the end of one world, but then the beginning of a new one. And in this passage from the Gospel of Luke, Jesus is speaking, and he is speaking of the end of one time, the beginning of a new one. That's one of the reasons why a text like this is read on the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday of the church year. And you should know in this passage, Jesus refers to himself as the son of man, son of man, which is the most common reference he uses about himself. And so these words, apocalyptic words, There will be signs, signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on the earth, distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and glory. Now when these things begin to take place, Stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. This ends the reading from the Gospel of Luke. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. I mean, admit it. Right? I mean, those are some odd words for this first Sunday of Advent, right? Peculiar words, I mean, they don't seem to fit with the spirit of the morning. The church is so beautifully decorated. We had the wonderful gift of adult and children's voices meshed with organ. And and the Plymouth Hall will will be alive with the holy chaos of making Advent wreaths and yet and yet on this first sunday of advent the gospel of luke carries to us these strange apocalyptic words these verses speak not only of a new church year but of a whole new world Luke depicts Jesus looking up to the sky and seeing storm clouds gather, saying that people will will faint and the nations will be confused by the roaring of the seas. Luke's Jesus describes a world coming unglued. And yes, it's strange, weird talk. I don't know about you, but Jesus' words kind of make me want to crawl under the bed and stay there. And I'll be honest with you, I oftentimes find a better passage on the first Sunday of Advent than these apocalyptic ones. That's because they do seem so gloomy, so foreign to the season. And yet on this Sunday, with the church so hopefully decorated, we still receive these troubling words There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and distress among the nations. What I want to suggest to you is that Jesus' Advent testimony may sound strange, but may not be necessarily frightening. Luke's Advent testimony talks of things that are coming to an end But when things come to an end, that also means something new is beginning. And it's in that, that there might be a glimpse of hope. A writer suggested that hope seems to have uniquely religious overtones. He suggested that what has happened in our increasingly secular culture is that hope has begun to die in some places. And it is true that a secular culture struggles to speak the language of hope. It really doesn't have a grammar or vocabulary for it. On the other hand, people of faith should be fluent in the language of hope. But hope is not simply an act of will as much as hope is an act of our imaginations. Because if you think about it, hope is what allows us to see beyond what is and to imagine what might, what ought to be. I mean, that's the peculiar piece of hope. Hope guides us into a place, maybe emotionally, maybe even physically, where we have not yet had the courage to go. Hope can be a path that leads to becoming the person we have not yet become. Hope, as an act of the imagination, allows us to see beyond what is and to imagine what might be. And Jesus adds As you prepare for this new world, look up, raise your heads, because your redemption, your freedom, Is coming close. Remember when one thing ends, a new one begins. Some of you may be experiencing that right now. For some in this sanctuary this morning, the sadness of the loss of a loved one, it may not own you as completely as it once did. Because God's love has continued to heal a broken heart. Maybe you know someone who is recovering their health after a lengthy illness. Or maybe, maybe the almost emotional paralysis that occurs during the sting of a divorce or the end of a relationship, maybe that is slowly, surely, almost imperceptibly being lifted, and you're slowly beginning to feel whole again. The end of one thing, a new one emerges over time. If you've ever gone hiking and had maybe a tough hike up a hill or a mountain, it's only when you get to the ridge or the summit that you're able to look back and only then you're able to see that and realize that God was with you every step of the difficult journey. But when you're on it, you can hardly see a thing around you but eventually you reach the summit. When challenges arrive, Jesus says, lift up your heads and be aware that your redemption is very close. So, you know, as strange and peculiar as those words from the Gospel of Luke may have sounded, maybe, maybe they are words of hope after all. Not so much the end of a world, but really the start of a new one. Our Christian faith is at its core a religion of new beginnings. It is a faith of the morning, of the new day, of the second chance. And as much as we may think that our faith is rooted in the past, I mean, we read on Sunday morning ancient words of scripture, we will celebrate a ritual 2000 plus years old, Despite the perception that ours is a faith rooted in the past, the direction of the Christian faith is always forward. It's about tomorrow. And in fact, that's exactly why we light the Advent candles. They are to guide our steps forward into tomorrow. The candles lead us to Bethlehem. And yes, each week we will light yet one more candle, and each week the light will go stronger and stronger and stronger the closer we get to Christmas. And the light matters. Light matters. Now every year, our church, your church staff, gathers at my home for a Christmas party. That's good. And each year, as a gift to the staff, a wonderful member of this church brings over an extra box of decorations, sort of to make the event even more special for the staff. But basically the extra box is filled with this. It's filled with candles. And I asked her once, friend, why, why all the candles? And as she was, as she described it, tablescaping the, the table, she responded, Rich, you can never have too many candles. But you know, that's just another way of saying it's impossible to have too much hope. And so this morning, we light a candle of hope. We light it in anticipation of the awe-inspiring, hope-filled humility of God. I don't know about you, but We light this candle not a second too soon. Most of us, I think, are in dire need of the hope that comes from God. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun and the stars. And when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise your heads because your God is coming near. your God is coming near and that will be your witness this morning our witness because it is the testimony of the Advent hymn with which we will conclude worship we will sing lift up your heads O mighty gates behold the glorious ruler waits so light the candles sing the hymns For there is good news this morning. A new world is drawing near. Amen.